2: We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine.
0: Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 234. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had an interview, and we're so excited to get back into the swing of things with our friends Dan and Leslie from Addicted to the Mouse. They also have a travel agency called Fantastical Vacation. And on top of that, they are looking to move to Orlando within the next year. So, so many different topics to discover and talk about. And we try to do that and more during this interview. So, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Dan and Leslie. They're going to introduce themselves and tell us one random fact that we may not know about them from social media.
3: All right. So, uh, again, we're Dan and Leslie. We have a podcast, Addicted to the Mouse, that we've been doing for about three and a half years now. Um, we live in Oklahoma now, but hopefully we'll be moving down to Orlando here in a little over a year. Uh, what's one fact that people don't know about us?
1: Well, I was only thinking of myself. Okay. One fact. All right. All right. That's okay. So-
3: <laughs> I got one for me. Um, so in high school, I was quite the performing artist. I was the lead of the musicals and the drum major of the marching band. That's
1: a good one. It's yeah. a good one. I was going to go with my... Um, I'm Leslie. I'm the um, the other half of Addicted to the Mouse. and
3: The far, um, far better half. <laughs> and,
1: um, and Fantastical Vacations, which we're going to talk about as well. But uh, the one thing that you probably don't know about me is um, I have a severe fear of the grates that are on the ground, Uh, Like I will detour a pretty significant amount of of distance to avoid walking over them.
3: Yeah, the storm sewer grates. So that got real fun in New York City when we went one weekend. (laughs) I did everything I could to push her on top of every storm sewer grate around.
1: I'm pretty sure people think we're crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is definitely an interesting fact. I would not have guessed that beforehand. Is there anything... Was there like a movie or something that prompted that? You think, or you know, just- the
1: only thing I could think of is maybe it. Um, but it, it, it's more like it's not a fear that there's something down there. It's a fear that I'm gonna fall through it. <laughs> so, um, so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what where it started. Which
3: honestly, I mean, the chances of that happening, I mean, probably zero.
1: But I've, I've seen news reports of it oh,
2: happening. Okay. <laughs> so it's a legitimate concern. <laughs> I don't want realistic. I could that's, see it.
0: Right. <laughs> well, before we get too far in, we do want to thank you. Of course, you guys did have us on, on your podcast uh, just a week ago, and we talked all about our move to Orlando, which that's a topic that we're going to really talk about for your move in this episode as well. But we want to remind our listeners, if they have not listened to that already, please make sure you do that. Uh, you could hear more of Catherine and I's ramblings about grocery stores in Orlando. <laughs> that's probably been our number one topic that we've discussed, but we want to lay that foundational work and let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. So what are your Disney stories? How did you fall in love with it? And how has that grown over time?
1: So um, I loved Disney growing up, but I only got to go a couple of times with with family. And I think our love really sparked in 2012. We had decided that we were going to take our boys who were six and one for the first time as a family. And Dan told me that I had to cram everything I wanted to do in that trip because we were not going back for a very, very, very long time.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it didn't work so well for me.
1: (laughs) And I think we had been home... On that from that vacation, maybe a month before you were like, so what do you think about a cruise in the spring a, D- a Disney Cruise and then it just kind of went from there like we we definitely drank the Kool-Aid, whatever you want to phrase you want to say and just fell in love with all things Disney.
3: Yeah, it was a great trip. So I was uh, full-time military at the time, and we got some good discounts on that end of it. So we stayed in a Savannah-facing room in Animal Kingdom at a one-bedroom villa, which was awesome. Um, And we just kind of fell in love with everything. We fell in love with the storytelling and the ambiance and the parks, of course, and the rides. And our six-year-old just kind of embraced the whole thing. The one-year-old didn't really know what the heck was going on, but that was okay. Um, It was just a fantastic escape. And then... I just every time we've gone since then, it's just felt increasingly like we're home when we get there. Yeah. Yep.
0: Well, I think that is a really fantastic story. And it seems like your boys have, have fell in love with it just as much as you guys. Or do you think they've surpassed you or are you still <laughs> working on it with them?
1: Um. I th- they may be right there, equal, or t- we might be a little bit more crazier. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> about I don't. It. <laughs> I don't think they're there yet. I don't. I think they.
1: They do love it, though. I mean, they they are both very excited to move closer. Jennings has asked. I think since he could really talk, if we could just move into the resort every time, he's like, can we just live here Um, every time we go? And so I'm like, well, that might be a little expensive, but we could live close by. And so he's pretty excited. Um, Matter of fact, just a funny story from parent-teacher conferences from this year. Um, His teacher even said, "Um, you know, he really loves Disney. Every story he tells is about Disney.
2: (laughs) That's how you know that you've been successful. That's right. That's the right. mark of good parenting. The
3: brainwashing <laughs> has worked.
2: So. so how has that evolved, you know, since that first trip in 2012? How did that then turn into starting both the podcast and the travel agency?
3: So... um So I I don't know. It was probably a few trips. We had taken a couple of Disney cruises and been to Disney World a couple of times. And we were just starting to fall more and more in love with it. And you had talked about being a travel agent, um, which that was the first thing that really that we did um, was you being a travel agent. And so back in 2015, you were talking about it more and more and more and thought that, you know, you have to have a lot of experience with Disney parks to be... Good at that, so yeah. you can just like bring value to your clients. Um, but you looked into that, and you got doing, got to doing that. The podcast. I had to talk you into though. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was looking at doing my own thing starting. So, I'm in facility management on the full time side, and I was going to start, uh, write a book on f- facility management and start up a website and a podcast. And um, I thought that I would like to have something to practice for that podcast. So, I thought, why not do a Disney podcast? We just kind of practice it and, um, it- It was really strange because that 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 both happened. And we started both podcasts simultaneously. But the facility management podcast, I got bored with quickly. And the Disney podcast, Addicted to the Mouse, we doubled down on. And we went from kind of sporadically producing some content to upping it to doubling it so now we do two episodes a week um we also have a youtube channel which is more uh, about like our family vlogs our vacations like where we go that was um it's a li- it's really influenced by disney but um, that was mainly to let our folks see our vacations when they're not with us um and it's now kind of tied into the podcast more
0: yeah it's so interesting because I don't know if we've even told this story explicitly, but we have a very similar story to how Detour started in that we launched a business that was, I quit my job for, like we jumped fully into starting this startup and um, I was working on it full time. And just as an aside, we started the podcast right around the same time, maybe just okay. a little bit more. And it just became one of those things that we're I'm sitting at home working. And it's like, I keep coming back to detour. I keep coming back to it. <laughs> and our business shut down after a little while. It just never really got off the ground for what we want it to be. And now detour is two years old. And so it's just crazy how a lot of times it seems like people start these things just as a little side thing. We'll see where it goes. You end up falling in love with it. And that kind of just picks up traction from there. And I know just from consuming a lot of your content, you guys are pretty like-minded is that, you know, you want financial freedom, but you also want time freedom, which is the biggest thing for us. And it's just amazing how you plant that little seed and things can grow into something that you never realized possible. Yeah, Yeah,
3: absolutely. Totally
0: agree with that. Well, good deal. So um, now you've been podcasting for two years And you started the travel agency, just kind of fill in some of those gaps for us about what are some of the keys that started unlocking doors and, and how did you decide to continue expanding on this?
1: So we, so I, I was the, I was a travel agent with another agency and, um, I started realizing with the growth of the podcast, I was tracking where my clients were coming from and, just more and more and more clients were podcast listeners, repeat clients that were originally podcast listeners. Um, And it, it just started to make sense that one, the podcast was a, a great thing for the travel agency and that two, I wanted to do it on my own. Like, I wanted to have my own travel agency. And um, so we had talked about, along with, you know, you mentioned us wanting to be financially independent and um, especially the time. And it started to make sense for if we could launch a travel agency that could be successful, then we could have not only that potential of financial freedom, but that Dan maybe could step back and we could do that together and be able to travel and show our kids the world and, um, I, don't, I don't know, accomplish all those dreams that we were hoping to do?
3: Yeah. So um, it's it's really pretty cool. They kind of went hand in hand because we do have a passion for this. And to your point, if if you start these kind of side projects or side hustles and you don't have a passion for them, they don't Typically stick around all that long. Like you don't. It it takes a long time to develop those. Um, so we have a passion for it, and we found that we're able to connect with our listeners on a personal level. And so it's awesome to hear back from from those listeners um, when they you know hear something they like, or they've got feedback on something we've said on the podcast. And then that leads into these personal connections with Leslie in the travel agency business. And so we feel like we can bring value through helping people plan their vacations on the podcast, and then through actually planning their vacations with the travel agency with fantastical vacations and they really go hand in hand really well
1: yeah i can't tell you how many clients have turned into what i consider friends that were originally podcast listeners and it's it's kind of it's a cool like evolution of the relationship there
3: yeah you you literally you you make friends with these families and you keep in touch with them and keep in contact with
0: them yeah
2: well, it's like you said, you know, when you typically think about starting your own travel agency and then starting a podcast, you wouldn't typically think that those two would have such a correlation. But I think, like you said, when you find those like-minded people, I mean, it really, you know, you're playing to the same audience and you're speaking to the same people. You know, someone who's listening to a Disney podcast is going to be interested in Disney travel. So I think that's a really interesting you know, piece that you've been able to put together to kind of connect both of the things that you're so passionate about and kind of put them together. Yeah. Yeah. So did you always know when you started the podcast? Because it sounds like the podcast was almost like your thing, Dan, and then the travel agency was your thing, Leslie. So did you always know that you were going to jump on board with the podcast too, or did it just kind of happen? Uh, you so, mean
1: uh, did, uh, did I know I was going to jump on board with it? Yeah. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: had to I had to coax her into doing it. She looked at me like I was crazy when I pitched this idea. She said, "Absolutely nobody's going to listen to us." And mm-hmm. to be fair, for the first couple of months, nobody really <laughs> did. Um, but it's it was really awesome that kind of she had her own thing and I had my own thing. We've always done the podcast together, but it was more me kind of pushing it and and creating it and then together we kind of both learned to love each other's things and they became our things both of them yeah um, so now you know, we own this travel agency together and we do that together. And now we have this podcast that we've had for years that we do together. Um, and that's how we hang out together. Like we'll go on walks in the evening and talk about upcoming episodes and uh, talk about upcoming vacations and talk about clients and yeah. what their upcoming vacation is. And and it's become this kind of fun life, I guess. It's it's um, It's moving that way. So we're really excited to see how the next few years play out.
1: I'll be honest. When he first said let's I want to start a Disney podcast I was like what's what's a podcast I'm sorry (laughs) I don't I don't listen to those I listen to music (laughs) and and I didn't even really listen to podcasts for a while until he started pushing like I really think this would be fun and I was like okay let me check out what this thing is and I mean because podcasting as you guys know it's it's kind of young I'm you know I mean it's it's not like YouTube that's been around for significantly longer And so I feel like um, for at least the beginning, even our friends and some family were like, you guys are doing what? (laughs) So so now, I mean, it is, it's fun. We just all, I'll even, I don't know, be doing something and I'll text them and say, I have a great podcast idea. And so I've definitely gotten on board. (laughs) Yep.
0: Yep. So Dan, were you listening to a lot of Disney podcasts beforehand? Or like how did, how did you get the idea that you wanted to start and, and get into this space?
3: That's a great question, actually. So I've never listened to music. Um, I was, <laughs> I was curly in Oklahoma, but I never listened <laughs> to music in my car or truck. Um, I always listened to talk radio. Um, even you know before podcasts ever existed in high school and college, I would always just listen to talk radio because I don't know it's soothing to me to just hear. <sighs> and I get into topics, you know, and so I, I like the talking. Um, and so I just started, I found the podcast app when I got an iPhone and I just started trying podcasts and I did, I downloaded some Disney podcasts whenever, um, We were planning one of our Disney trips and I remember which one, uh, but that got me thinking and I fell in love with a couple of those podcasters because, you know, you don't you don't really fall in love with a topic. You really enjoy listening to the same people over and over and their points of view on certain topics. And I thought it was just a really cool space to get into. Um, And then. I had kind of paired that with this whole idea to write a facility management book. Um, and so I found um, a, a guy's website that just did this tutorial on how to start a podcast and it just kind of went from there.
0: That's fascinating to me. <laughs> I'm always interested in, to know on how people start podcasts and now podcasting is as approachable as ever. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean,
0: we know a lot of people who have podcasts and they just record them on their phone. Yeah, Yeah. you can't really, you know, if you're an audio engineer, then maybe you can tell the difference. But you know, if you're producing good content, people are willing to put up with a lot of stuff and a lot of noise and everything. So I think it's it's really interesting to see how it's grown. And I'm always interested because I've noticed that I listen to Disney podcasts like religiously before we started, and since we've started our own, I. I think my consumption has gone down, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm living and breathing it more. So <laughs> uh, you don't I have to run my in. YouTube intake <laughs> has gone up, and my podcast intake has gone down. It's also because I don't have a commute anymore.
2: So. I was going to oh, say yeah. that was what I predicted. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's when a lot of people listen.
3: Yeah, that's a great point. I listen on my commute, and then when I go for a run.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh,
3: see, we would have to run
0: for that to be. A-
2: <laughs> <laughs> I walk, he runs. <laughs> I feel like when you're breathing so heavily, you can't really hear what's going on. <laughs> so that might be an issue.
0: <laughs> when we were, we ran the Princess Half Marathon in February. And so when we were training for that, I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts just to like get my adrenaline up. <laughs> and- <laughs> so that was, that was a good hack. To be able to run further. That's a good tip. Good tip. So we're going to talk about the move um, because that's obviously a a big piece of everything that's at work here. But I want to hit on the YouTube channel as well. You mentioned it's not specifically Disney. You're also talking about your family travels. I know you talked about some finance stuff on there as well. But I do think it serves a really great purpose. So when I consume all of your content and if I look at the travel agency and kind of how this wheel and this puzzle fits together, It's like the podcast is serving the information, you know, you're giving people planning tips, you're talking about fun topics, you're driving business to the travel agency, but not everybody who listens is going to book travel with you, obviously, and so other people just want to get to know Dan and Leslie and the family better, and YouTube serves such a great role there. So. I don't know. I guess my question is, did you map it out specifically like that? Or is it just kind of something that naturally?
1: Right? <laughs> well, that would we are mean, not that smart. I was going to say that would mean that we were incredibly <laughs> intelligent with a lot of foresight. <laughs> no, it actually started. Um, Dan was creating these awesome videos um, whenever we would travel. And he was actually storing them on just like a hard drive or no, it was um, iMovie initially. And then he realized that it was like taking up the entire space of on his that he had on his computer. And so he said, I think I need to like find a different place to put these. I think we should put them on YouTube. And I was like, no way. My kids are not going on YouTube. That's crazy. We're going to have stalkers. I mean, it just, you know, I went down the like crazy mom hole of um, what happens whenever your kids are on YouTube, I guess. And <laughs> um, and so we we had it more private initially. And then it just kind of started becoming more comfortable. We realized that if we were, you know, careful that it's not you know, there's not bad people all over the world. And, um, and so it, but it was serving the purpose of that our family and friends could watch our adventures and our, our trips. I, I never thought that really, once again, I guess I just don't think we're that interesting, but <laughs> I never thought that people would want to watch us. So, um, so that was the first time in the park that we walked into um, haunted mansion, and it was we walked into the stretching room, and this woman said, "Oh my god, look who it is!" And she was looking at me, but I thought she was looking past me, and I turned around because I thought I was going to see a celebrity. And she <laughs> then I looked back, and she's smiling at me, and she said, "I watch your channel." <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I'm the celebrity. That's weird. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it, um, it just kind of happened the way it happened. So we we always um, wanted to be like a planning podcast and give people you know tips and tricks and advice and then talk about our stuff a little bit too. But we wanted to be real and we wanted to be honest and we wanted to just pass on information. And then the YouTube channel, because it was coming from a place of family videos, um, sharing with other family members, um, we just wanted it to be about us and about our family. And then that has kind of morphed into it's still about us and about our family, but now it's kind of about our, our adventures, whichever way they go. So, we, we sold our house earlier this year to go down this financial location independence um, mindset, and that, that's led us into a couple different directions. And, um, you know, we do talk about all kinds of Disney stuff. So, we went to Alani before COVID happened, and all those vlogs are on there as well. And then, hopefully, once we move down to Orlando, not hopefully, we will definitely start vlogging going in the parks more and doing some restaurant reviews and that kind of thing. But it also does kind of circle around just us and who we are and our lives together.
2: So, what do now that it has kind of evolved and it's you know not necessarily just for family and friends, what do the boys think about the YouTube channel? Do they think it's cool <laughs> or do they think it's kind of you know crazy that mom and dad have a YouTube channel that people <laughs> watch? Like, how do they react to everything? Well, I tease them all the time and
1: tell them that we're going to be YouTube sensations and they both roll their eyes and they're like, Mom, you're never going to get that big.
3: So they both are YouTube fans and they both um, like these Bloggers that so our oldest is 14, and i what's the PewDiePie? Guys? PewDiePie, so like the biggest YouTuber known to man. I don't know, he's got hundreds of millions of, I don't know, however many subscribers. Um, and so he, of course, thinks we're a little crazy, uh, but I think he secretly likes it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> our nine year old, he loves it. He, he's really shy on camera. And so he'll say something awesome, like subscribe down below or, if,
1: comment, below. or comment down below <laughs> if
3: you like something or something, just kind of off to the side, kind of quiet on the
0: video, but he loves it.
2: Yeah. That's,
3: That's awesome. So fun.
0: I'm trying to convince Catherine that she needs to tell her students because they all have TikTok.
2: They're
1: obsessed
0: with TikTok. And I, need, I need feel like Catherine needs to drop the bomb on them that... That she has it? That she has TikTok.
2: She <laughs> thinks it's going to earn me some kind of like street cred or something.
0: I feel like with those kids, with how impressionable they are, you could just be like, I'm going to diss you on TikTok. <laughs> like, I'm gonna you down, and they would do anything that you asked of them.
1: Now, what like, like, that, that is each is? Fourth grade. Okay. You could probably get away with that then.
3: I don't, Just as long as you're okay with your kids <laughs> going to your parents and be like, this is my teacher.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, no. See, that's, that's the issue. We got to draw a line. For- <laughs> After our interview last
1: week, I told Aiden, our oldest, I said, so... I think I might get on TikTok. He goes, Mom, no. Mm -mm, No. That's (laughs) not a say. He goes, I'll make fun of you. And I was like, whatever. And he goes, well, people will make fun of you.
0: (laughs) It definitely has turned into one of those things. I mean, it happens with every single social media that the young generation adopts it really, really quickly. Uh And now I realized the other day, Catherine, is that like, we are the old people that have infiltrated (laughs) where (laughs) the young people. were.
1: We are definitely the old people. And you're significantly younger than us i think so
0: <laughs>
3: it's like teaching my mom how to do facebook a couple of years ago yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, but now she's like prevalent. a facebook
3: pro now she's posting all over the place i'm like mom who are you what are you doing yeah <laughs> she gets more comments
0: than we do I'm like what <laughs> <she> happened here <laughs> I
2: don't know. gotta stay connected
0: yeah all, right. <laughs> all right so let's talk about the move that is such fantastic news we would encourage anybody who's thinking about that that's Orlando, if you're a Disney fan, is absolutely one of the best places that you can be on the planet. Although secretly, I think I would have rather been in Anaheim. I just don't think we can afford to go to Cal. Not <laughs>
2: secretly. You talk about it all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, Orlando is a good consolation prize. <laughs> but if you can just discuss like, what brought you to this realization and what are some of those early steps that you've taken to lay the groundwork so that you can do this successfully?
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, I guess the probably the first thing that led us to decide that we wanted to do this. I mean, we've been talking about it for years. That um, just, I think we mentioned it before, maybe last week in our podcast with you guys, that it just, every time we arrived, it felt like home. And even on, I think our longest Disney trip was 11 days. And I was still sad to leave. I was ready to get back to like, eating normally again and like those things that, you know, whenever you finish a vacation that, that you're kind of just ready to get back to like the normalcy of life. But I wasn't ready to leave Disney. And so we've talked about it forever that we wanted to move down there. We've talked about it with our kids. And when we decided to launch the travel agency it just made sense. It made sense that we could be that resource for our agents. Um, We could learn even more for our clients to be able to, um, you know, try out the new things and know everything that's happening. And just, it, it just felt like the right time to make that move.
3: Yeah. And logistically, like the moves, like setting it up. So we started almost two years ago now. We, um, we started with the thought that we just wanted to be, um, we wanted to work towards financial independence. And we've done some videos on this on our YouTube channel, just kind of all the moves we make. So, like, we have a video that's our worst financial mistakes. So we talk about how we bought all oh, these new cars and just made all these stupid mistakes. Um, but we had to kind of figure our way out of that. So we owned some land and, uh, a a utility vehicle and just all these different things that we had to, that we had like loans on that we had to sell and get out of and um, make ourselves where we weren't like super tied down here. Um, And it kind of all culminated with selling our house. So we had um, lived in this house for what was it like 12, 13 years? 13, yeah. 13 years. So now we're in a rent house. And um, so we're we're, other than the lease and then finishing up my um, obligations with my job over the next year. That's kind of the last piece of this. And we just um, have been talking with our both both sets of our parents live here in town so that's probably the hardest part about this is leaving our families and so we've been talking about our fam we've been talking to our families over the last uh, 6 weeks or so and um, breaking it to them kind of <laughs> slowly in different conversations but i think they're all on board now and supportive
2: yeah when you have those conversations do you ever get the drift because this is what we experienced with our parents do you ever catch the drift that they might you to florida eventually like do they have no. any desire <laughs> nope
3: <laughs> neither set have any desire to come to florida which is fine with me i mean it would be fine if they came too um but so my parents um, my dad has a brother that lives here and they go golfing all the time and hang out and then my mom has friends here they just moved back here so i graduated um here in Oklahoma, went to college here. They left, went to Texas for 15, 16 years um, while we were raising our kids here. And they just came back four or five years ago. So they're pretty rooted in here. And then your family has always lived here.
1: Yeah, my family's been here since I was a year and a half. And so... I'm going to be 40 next year. So it's been a long time that my parents have lived here. So (laughs) that's where all of their friends are. And um, then my sister and her husband and their four children. Well, three of their four children all live here one of my oldest niece lives in Arkansas but they're all still close and so um so yeah I don't suspect that that anyone will be following us not (laughs) not to mention
3: as crazy as we are about Disney and Universal they're not they are not (laughs) (laughs) do do you feel like your families are going to follow you down
2: mine yes I feel like my parents are itching they come down, like counting down the days type of yeah. thing. You
3: have the so mother-in-law suite in the back of the house that's all made no. up for them? <laughs> <laughs> not.
2: not. quite. They're going to be more like beach people. Ah. That's their dream is they want to be on the beach. Oh, well, that would work out well.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would work An, close
3: an hour enough.
0: buffer is fine, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's
0: perfect. But my parents are the same way. Like They're never leaving their Sunday school class or their church. Yep. And, like, Never. Wouldn't even think about it. Maybe like, you know, they're DVC members. So that's kind of like a version of a vacation home to a certain extent. But that would maybe be the only next step is maybe like a little condo. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd rather just add on to DVC points. If anything, <laughs> There's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah,
1: yeah I totally accept that. Totally in support of that.
0: <laughs> and so I know from hearing a lot of your discussions on your episodes and, and our discussion last week as well, about for the businesses and the travel agency and the podcast and YouTube and everything, that's a big part of the move as well as just the opportunities, the increased opportunities that you'll have just based on this geographic location. So what, what are you looking forward to there? What are you looking to expand on and, and maybe have access to things that you don't have um, when you're visiting just a couple times a year?
1: so many things
3: <laughs> <laughs> very specific very good um so i am i'm really looking forward to being able to work in the parks and I know you have talked about this and it just sounds completely amazing. Um, looking forward to not only doing travel agency business in the parks, like while we're just enjoying the atmosphere and the ambiance, but then also while we're there, um, being able to get some video and um, get some content that we can bring back and put into more videos for our YouTube channel. We've talked about doing different series. Like I would really like to do um, a review of every single restaurant on property. For Disney and Universal, Um, that would probably take a little while.
1: I'm going to have to really pick up
3: the exercise whenever we move. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I think one of the things that I am most excited to be able to have is um, that that quick access to the new things and so you know being here in Oklahoma whenever they come out with like for instance all of the fall and the Halloween stuff that just happened here I am at home just like trying to absorb as many videos and uh, posts and everything else about those things that are available but I just want to be able to just go and try them myself you know and take picture myself and not have to say hey can I use your picture for a post or um or whatever, you know. I just, I just want to experience it all,
2: and not have that fear of missing out. I guess. <laughs> so when you think about new things coming to Disney, and some things might be on hold right now, right? But what is the one thing that you're looking forward to the most?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I think, I think Guardians, the Guardians uh, coaster, is the thing that I am most excited about and the stuff that's coming up right now
3: pretty excited about guardians I'd, I'd probably have to
0: go with Tron
3: mm. but guardians that's would be close one.
0: all right let's make a deal right here right now <laughs> whoever gets there 1st we'll save the other party a spot in line for both of those on opening done done, <laughs> done.
2: <laughs> Yo, I was actually gonna say Ratatouille yeah. I'm excited for that oh. one It's I, that one.
1: <laughs> I know I am and it's so cute and he is just it's so underrated like
2: the most adorable rat ever.
3: <laughs> the movie is underrated. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree.
2: And I think they have a crepe place back there. So that sounds fun.
0: So do you think that means they're removing the other crepe booth? from oh, France?
2: I don't know. But I just know <laughs> when we see it on the gondolas, it looks like there's a crepe place back there. And I'm down for that.
3: As long as they don't remove the ice cream shop. Exactly. We're going to have a problem if that happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to firm talking to Disney about that one.
0: <laughs> I need my brioche ice cream sandwich. Yes. <laughs> we haven't experienced, you know, since we've just been down here since June, we haven't experienced any big ribbon cutting openings yet. Ratatouille will probably be our first one whenever they open that. Yeah. That I think might be next summer by the time they do it. But anyway, I do think I can already tell that my mindset has changed because previously when we were traveling down from Tennessee, I didn't want to waste a vacation day waiting for a line forever long to, to go to like a runaway railway. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, let's, let's go to the park that's not crowded with swarms of people. <laughs> and so we can accomplish more things. And I didn't expect my mindset to shift so quickly, but now I view it as like, I've got all day.
3: Like <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: can do whatever I want. Like it doesn't matter if I don't ride anything else. If I just ride Guardians today, that is a success a successful day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could, could
1: totally see that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not to mention the content opportunities.
1: Exactly. Because yeah.
0: there's people like you guys are doing right now and like we were before, just consuming every single piece of the content they can for the new stuff coming out. Yep.
2: Yeah. I think that's really exciting. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been such a fantastic first portion of the episode. We thank you so much for sharing all about the different businesses and the podcast and the travel agency and the YouTube that you guys have going on and sharing more of your Disney stories. We're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners, and then we will be back to play the Fast Pass round.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Karma and Kismet. Now that it's Christmas time, that means it's time for Christmas cards, new decorations, and of course, apparel. Luckily, our friend Kelly has you covered. To see all of her amazing designs and things that she offers for Christmas, you can check her out at Etsy, at Karma, the letter N, Kismet, or online at karmaandkismetdesigns.com. And don't forget to use the code DETOUR10 for 10% off your order. Okay, so we're back. Are you guys ready?
3: I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. So the way we're going to do this is we have our wheel with all of our random questions. So we'll ask a question and you guys can choose between yourselves. Who wants to go first and second, you can switch it up, whatever you want. Uh, But just the first thing that comes to your mind.
0: And just so we know what is off limits. Are you, you've said you've been to Alani. Have you been to Disneyland? Yes,
1: we have. Yes.
0: Any other parks?
1: No, we have not, not yet. been to
3: anything outside of the United. We've done Disney cruises, Alani, Disneyland, obviously Disney World a ton, but nothing outside of.
2: We were supposed to do Disneyland Paris this summer. Boo-hoo.
1: Yeah.
3: Wow. And then COVID <laughs> happened.
2: So is that going to be? So once we do get to travel again, if let's pretend like we could travel tomorrow, where is the first place you would go? Mm.
3: Probably Western Europe. Yeah.
2: yeah
1: we we had a tour for Harry Potter. Uh, like the Warner Brothers tour set up and then we were going to do Disneyland Paris and then Normandy. And so I think, I think we'd probably go London, Paris and really hit that hard, that whole area.
3: But we also were planning, we would really like to spend a month in Thailand. Yes. Uh, we really want to do East Asia and at the same time hit uh, Shanghai and Hong Kong Disney as well.
1: Mm. Yes. Mm. All of the
2: things.
0: Hopefully soon. Yes. I think Paris is going to be our first one. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. hoping next summer, but who knows?
2: Uh, all right. Fast, fast round. So your first question is, what is your favorite animatronic of all time? Oh,
1: I think mine is going to be the um, I, don't, I can't think of what she's called, but the one from Navi River Journey. Oh, the shaman? Yes, thank
2: you. <laughs>
3: I might have to go with DJ Rex. Oh, that's
2: a good one. Oh, those are both good. Solid choices.
0: I saw the shaman had to be taken back the other day because like her armpit ripped. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no
2: that's not, it's not
0: a pleasant <laughs> it's like experience. A
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be almost fun to see that, you know? Yeah, like when A4's these... head fell off. Yeah. Did you see those pictures
1: when no. Ursula's head fell
3: off? I didn't either. was yeah, this? In
1: the little the under the sea yeah. ride, Ursula's like head like fallen <laughs> off and she was like still singing.
3: <laughs> That's frightening.
2: The
1: best
3: it's thing I saw
2: was uh who got knocked over? Donald got knocked over? Jose? Jose got knocked over. Oh. Rick Caballeros. That's the only thing I've ever seen cool. That's I
1: just funny. like
0: to put a poncho over him.
3: <laughs> oh, shoot. him <laughs> <laughs>
1: up. It's okay. He's just taking a nap.
0: The <laughs> so next question is in the Disney umbrella, so Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars, you can only keep three of them. One has to go from the parks and the movies. Which one would you choose?
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars. <laughs> Um, I do not like this. Next question. question. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, my kids will kill me. But I think if I had to pick, I would pick Star Wars. That's probably oh. the thing that I'm the least like. That's my least passionate thing.
3: So I, they're gonna kill me too. But I would probably have to pick Marvel. Oh. I just. I'm gonna kill you. I know, right? <laughs> you know, I really like the movies, but I have not gotten into them as much as you guys have. Yeah, that's true. But I grew up with Star Wars. I grew up with Disney. I love Pixar. Yeah. I
0: just, I, if I have to pick,
1: oh, we're house divided right now.
2: That's it, a tough question.
1: I
0: think it's difficult <laughs> it's because Pixar has many more part connections than people realize.
2: I
1: mean, yeah. You take
0: out half of DCA if you get rid of pixar yeah yeah
1: well and i you know i I think that um old school pixar if it was you know 15 years ago i probably would have said them but because they they hadn't produced some of the really
2: really really fantastic stuff yet you know i don't know oh it's come a long way yep so next, kind of sticking in that same vein, what is your favorite Disney movie? And it can fall into any of those categories we just mentioned.
3: Oh, you want to wow. go first?
1: Go first. You go
3: first. A goofy movie.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
3: I love it.
1: Man, I have so many. I always list more than one, but I think so. I. Th- I will say that The Beauty and the Beast live action is probably I think it's my favorite live action and it I it really amped up that whole story I feel like from the animation. So I really liked what they did with that. But so that would that that's probably one of them. But I could sit here and talk forever like Baymax. <laughs> that's a good one too. I'm surprised
3: you went live action. I, yeah. Like I, I mean, I love the live finding actions, Nemo. but yeah, like I like classic Disney animated. I mean, I grew up with Aladdin and Lion King and the animated Beauty and the yeah. Beast. Like, if I had to pick um, any of those, I would probably pick them over live action.
1: Maybe Finding Dory. <laughs> I don't. Know. Just sitting there. You're like, gonna have to cut her off. She's I just gonna know. keep
0: naming Disney <laughs> movies. And have you heard? There's like a fan movement for rock and roller coaster to change that into a power line.
3: Like is really? I have not heard that. I would but get on board with that. That would be fantastic. I would actually write it again if they changed it to a goofy movie.
1: <laughs> Tanta's not like that ride. So there
3: is a problem with that stupid the um the the, the restraint. Yeah, the harness that slips over your head. Like my head just—it's like a pinball banging between both <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> heads. I do not like the way I feel coming off <laughs> that thing.
0: <laughs> well, off air we were talking about we're going to Universal soon. Uh-huh. And that's how we feel on the Hulk. Yes. We both got out. So how quickly can we get to the chiropractor? <laughs> we are in pain. I,
1: so <laughs> I haven't gotten to ride that one yet because the first time we ever went, um, I was pregnant. And so I knew I shouldn't ride it. And then the second time, we, um, our kids are, are chickens. And so...
3: I haven't ridden it in a while, but it's it's intense. It is.
0: It's Sunday. much longer than I ever remembered it being.
2: <laughs> and we were just like bobbleheads the whole time. It felt like <laughs> it's <was> terrible. <laughs> I mean,
3: I walk off that, that ride and it just, I, they got this massive
0: headache. <laughs> Speaking of, Catherine and I were both chickens growing up, oh, yeah. riding rides. Mm-hmm. And our niece is two. She's coming down in a couple of weeks. She's just now, she's tall enough for Barnstormer now. And they talked about she needs to grow like two inches. An inch and a half. She's not going to get it in time (laughs) to be able to ride Slinky Dog. And they're like, oh, maybe she's not ready. Like, no, you got to throw her on there while she's in bed. Like, really, really young. She can't even talk yet in full sentences. (laughs) I got to get her accustomed to thrill rides.
2: How do you, like... (laughs) scar her for life i can go either way from
0: experience so our (laughs) oldest has
3: as we did it with both of them our oldest is a thrill ride seeker he loves them our nine-year-old hates hates anything that's huge but we've made him go on space mountain splash mountain multiple times basically every roller coaster the only roller coaster (laughs) we haven't gotten him on is expedition everest because he absolutely refuses to get on that thing yeah but yeah it's still a battle
1: I mean, we bribe everything. I'm, I'm the one that um, he he agreed to get on Big Thunder, and we were in line, and he started panicking, and he had a complete meltdown. As I'm sitting there going, "Shh, it's okay. Stop screaming. <laughs> 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 it's fine. If you, I don't know how to get out of this line. Just if you just calm down."
0: <laughs> yeah, that, don't you? I guess you have to climb through the ride vehicles to get out.
1: You do. Yes, you do. Which Uh, he thought was a trick. Yes.
3: Because I have tricked him before. On Splash Mountain, (laughs) I have picked him up, put him in the ride vehicle and just strapped him in. (laughs) He did not appreciate that very much.
1: Yes. (laughs) Now that everyone listening thinks we're horrible parents. Oh,
3: but we have the best picture of it. It is the four of us, three of us are in this thing with our hands up, just having the best old time coming in that giant Splash Mountain and then... Jennings has the most terrified <laughs> scream. Year. I mean, he is panicked and um, yeah, we, we didn't live that one down for a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you have the picture. That's right.
0: <laughs> I, I, I've, we've mentioned before that one time when Catherine's parents had a foster child and he came down and we were hang, just me and him were hanging out in the animal kingdom one day and he was talking a big game before he came and he was nine, right, at the time. Talking a big game, like I'm doing everything, Tower of Terror, Expedition Everest, because they had shown him like all these YouTube videos and watched stuff with him before he came down. He had never I think the biggest thing he'd ever done was like the county fair before. I don't even know if he rode rides. Then he (laughs) might have just So I was like, all right, let's do this then. Throw him on Expedition Everest screamed his head off and it <laughs> ruined him for the rest oh. of the day. We had a, at that time, still fast passes. We had a fast pass for Flight of Passage and he was trying to chicken out. Like, how do you reason with a nine-year-old to say like, this is so rare. Like 60% of the people in this park today are so jealous that you have a fast pass for this ride. He did it. He hated it. He, it. <laughs> he almost chickened out on Triceratops spin.
1: Oh gosh!
0: <laughs> and what's funny is I don't know if you guys have been on that one recently. It's like the magic carpets of Aladdin, where the front car and the back car—one does up and down, and then one does tilt. Oh yeah! And we got in with this family, and he's like tapping them on the shoulder, like, "Hey, we're gonna go low, right? We're not going <laughs> up. We're not going up at all, right?" And they're just like, "Leave us alone!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> like we just waited in line. We're going up high. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it was hilarious. Have you guys been on Rise of the Resistance yet? No.
1: No, we were supposed... So the last time we were in Disney was last October, so it wasn't open yet. And then um, we were supposed to do it in Disneyland in March, um, but then Disneyland closed. And so we changed our plans quickly and went straight to Hawaii instead. So we are hoping that we can get a boarding pass whenever we come in December.
0: So this won't spoil anything at all, I promise, because we're big on not spoiling anything. But same thing went on Rise of the Resistance. He raised his hand <laughs> to a cast, f- member. cast member and said, does this have seatbelts? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're like, gee, this is not the time or place. <laughs> Just get on. <laughs> You're riding this.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Oh,
2: that's the not same funny. thing. We got
0: a boarding group and he tried to chicken out. It's like. You are riding. <laughs>
2: it was the first time we rode it, too. So we were all in this together. Yeah. You're like, I don't care what you say. We're getting yeah. on it.
3: <laughs> well, our strategy now with Jennings is to tell him that Nana would ride the ride. if. Yes.
1: Ah. My mom is very, very scared of roller coasters. And so if Nana would ride it, then,
3: then, he's, okay. then he's,
1: okay. he's okay. Yeah. That's a solid
0: plan. (laughs) All right. I guess we have to bring it back to the fast pass round now. (laughs) Next one is who is your favorite villain?
1: Ooh, that's easy. Um, Cruella DeVille is mine.
0: Man. I just um, love her.
1: And I don't love that she, she kills puppies. Like let's get past that. (laughs) That's not the part I love. I just think her personality is fabulous.
3: I think scar. (laughs) Good. That's Captain my Ever. favorite that's really I love the song
2: and he's like I don't know I mean I a I think he's got to be the most evil I mean he killed his brother he's not
0: more yeah. evil than Cruella DeVille
2: he killed his brother <laughs> but, yeah,
0: puppies or your brother who's lived a long healthy life <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> they're both pretty
3: bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny <laughs>
3: Did you have you ever met the face character Queen of Hearts?
1: Oh yeah. Did you ever get to do like the club villain?
0: We've met her where she was not a face character. Yeah.
3: So the okay. okay, so the head. So the face character Queen of Hearts, and I don't know if she's still around, but because that was like three or four years ago. But yeah. she was fantastic. If you ask if you ask me my favorite villain that we've actually done a character experience with, she was amazing. Best experience ever. Yeah, she was amazing.
2: Well, I would even say the same thing about Cruella DeVille. So the one time we've been to Disneyland together, it was for Halloween and all of those villains were just kind of walking around like their hub area and interacting with each other. And she was by far like the wittiest, like she had all the comebacks. She was Uh roasting people. So intimidating. (laughs) Yeah. So we stayed far away, but she was very entertaining. When, (laughs) When we met her at Club Villain, um,
1: She immediately asked me if I had a dog and (laughs) she wanted to know all about him. I mean, she's, she is, she's really fun to meet.
0: (laughs) That's how I feel about Dr. Facilier
3: too. We've never met him, although he is good on
0: the stage show.
1: He was, yeah, he was at Club Villain too. That was, I wish they'd bring that back. That was so cool.
0: It was something like, um, Catherine's sister had like just broken up with a boyfriend or something had happened And he asked like, what do you desire? And she, we mentioned like finding her a suitor or something. Like a man
2: or something. And he
0: was like, I'm not a miracle worker. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. It
2: was really good. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Then next would be your favorite snack. Mm, Salty or sweet, or does it matter? Either or, or both.
3: Carrot cake cookie.
2: Yeah, that would be my favorite (laughs) sweet snack. Have you guys had that? No. Nope. We, ha- we always eye it. So we love to go to the Starbucks. The one like at the trolley car cafe. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> we always eye it whenever we go in because it's so big and it looks amazing, but we've never tried it. It's amazing.
3: It is a must get every single time.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so that's probably my favorite sweet. And I'd say my favorite salty is the giant pretzel in Germany.
3: Yes yes not the mickey head pretzel Mm-mm. but the actual legit bavarian cart pretzel
0: yeah the one that with two hands to
3: with you. yeah with, <laughs> with the grapefruit um
1: uh hefeweizen or no uh sure
3: sho- um
1: yeah the word that we hear <laughs>
0: the grapefruit <laughs> <Yeah>. beer <laughs> i've not since we since it's reopened we have i've had the grapefruit beer we got it from the pizza window at boardwalk but we haven't had it in Germany no nope. that's a that's a specific experience that I that we
3: oh yeah with the pretzel you got to get them both and the mustard you got Well, get and the, of course the mustard yeah oh
0: you lost me at mustard
2: I know I'm I'm sitting here dreaming about like a cheese sauce that's what I need with my pretzel <laughs> Probably not
0: authentic German
2: I'm okay with that
0: <laughs> like asking for ranch and buffalo like no no <laughs> The next one is name one Disney character that you would like to spend the day with.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I got to think of who like wouldn't annoy me after a while.
3: Are we talking like anything in the entire universe? Are we talking like a specific character that you can do a meet and greet with?
0: No, No, anybody. Anybody. Pull them from the cartoons. Do whatever you need to do. Huh.
3: I'm gonna go with Jeannie. I feel like that would be pretty fun.
0: Oh, that
1: would be fun.
0: <laughs> Will Smith Jeannie or Robin Williams genie? Oh, there's only one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know Donald's always been my favorite, but I think I would like just ask him to repeat things all day because I don't, I, I can rarely understand him. But I still think
2: I would just want to hang out with him. Just because he makes me happy.
3: (laughs) So Donald. So Donald. All right.
2: He made my entire day by saying Donald because I've become the biggest Donald fan since seeing him in his Christmas outfits. Oh, really? (laughs) He is so cute and so expressive. When you come in December, you have to go to the train station and talk to him. Okay. Because he's the best by far.
0: Oh. Someone will just yell like Donald's number one or something like that. He He gets all lose his mind, goes
2: crazy. So funny!
1: He'll
0: start taunting Mickey, and it's really great.
2: Dances. Oh,
1: he's the best! So because he's been my favorite forever, I made. um, I made mickey ears that are they look like donald's so they've got like, like the fuzzy like the white almost feathery looking um fabric and with like the little satin blue and red and yellow and so we went to the mexico pavilion in epcot to do the meet and greet and i had my ears on and he flipped out he thought they were like the best he was like squeezing my ears and like we had this whole conversation through him like pantomiming that did i like make them and he like he would clap and spin around i mean it was just it was like the best day of my life (laughs) it was probably the
3: best character meet and greet we've done
2: (laughs) it was so cool that's worth it i need some donald ears now is the middle of the story there you go
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so your very last fast pass round question what is your favorite Disney resort and it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at mm.
3: I know mine yeah what is yours
2: well if I if I
1: say my favorite Disney resort at Disney World it's going to be the poly.
3: well okay
1: That's yours too, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I we just think that the that the Polly has I mean, like I love all their food. I love their drinks. I love I can get a doll whip. The pool's fantastic. The ambiance is wonderful.
3: You got the beach right there. You can see the fireworks. They pipe yeah. in the music. You've got, I mean, some of the best dining on property, the yeah. transportation options. You can walk to the ticket and transportation mm-hmm. system. You can take the boat over to Magic Kingdom. You can take the monorail and now you can walk all the way through Grand Floridian. Well, soon, whenever they open it through the walkway to yeah. Magic Kingdom. So we like to walk and yeah, Polly all the way. What were you going to say if it's not Disney World?
1: Alani was amazing.
3: Oh
0: well, uh, that's like in its own class, though. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Did you stay on property when you went to Disneyland?
1: Um, yep. we did. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel.
3: We were supposed to stay in the Grand Californian in March mm-hmm. before they they literally closed the night before we were showing up.
1: Yeah. No. That was yeah. Unfortunate.
3: Yep. It was the next day that our reservation was for.
1: It was a stressful evening. It was crazy. (laughs) It
3: was a crazy evening. (laughs) That whole trip, it was a whirlwind. We got to Hawaii and it was like they had never heard of coronavirus or COVID or anything. Oh, yeah. And so everything was normal. They were doing full-on buffets at Alani, Like, I mean, serve yourself, everything. Yeah. And then uh, things were starting to get bad here, like, later on through that week. And so I kept calling and moving our flight back by a day. So we moved it, at, like, three different times. Um, and by the time we got back here, um, by that next weekend, like, everything had just...
1: The day after we left Alani, they shut down all the restaurants except for the yep. like poolside bar and the yep.
3: service. Yep. And we got back here and everybody was like off everything. Like the school yeah. had been canceled. I, a lot of my people at work had been furloughed already. It just it was the wildest, craziest week.
1: It was. It
0: was a weird week. <laughs> wow. It seems like so many people were traveling during that week because we were in Disney World.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when it happened. Prime time spring break. Yeah. Yeah. When everything happened.
0: We were in the animation experience at Animal Kingdom when the news about Disneyland broke. Yeah. And we're Uh, like, oh, man, that sucks for them. But
2: but here we are. While (laughs) Disney
0: World's (laughs) open, we were just...
2: So naive about everything that was to come. Just like, oh, well, that's interesting.
3: (laughs) We thought the same thing because one of my coworkers that you had planned a trip for, she was leaving. So we were leaving on Friday and she was leaving on Sunday. Something. Or something like that. So she was asking me, she's like, Well, Disneyland closed. Do you think Disney World will close? I'm like, there's no no. way Disney World's gonna close.
1: (laughs) Disney World never
2: closes. (laughs) Come on. (laughs)
3: Hurricanes (laughs) on top of Disney World, they wouldn't close.
0: (laughs) Simpler times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm also interested, speaking of resorts, when you move down here, which resorts do you think you'll spend the most time at just visiting?
1: Um, Well, definitely Polly will be at the top of our list, but I would like to spend more time at, um, and I know from listening to your stuff, you're a big fan of Geyser Point. Um, I would like to spend more time over at Wilderness Lodge um, because we also like Geyser Point. If I can eat outside, I'm a happy, happy lady. So,
3: yeah. um, Yeah. If I can sit out under like a little awning in the shade with a beverage and a snack or whatever and look out over the water, it's amazing. It's a good day. Yeah. I agree. I think Wilderness Lodge definitely. we're DVC members, so maybe Top of the World Lounge if that mm. opens and comes back. I don't even know if I assume I it's closed it's right, right, now. right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, We definitely want to spend a little time in every resort and tour around. Um, we haven't been to Three Bridges yet. I oh, think yeah. that would be a place where we could hang out some. Where, where do you see yourselves hanging out over
2: <laughs> there? You know, I think you've literally hit everything on our list. I think <laughs> I've mentioned this before, but I we're twins. so in other words we're gonna hang out a lot whenever we move all the time (laughs) Yes, you'll see us everywhere you go because we love all the same things (laughs) that's right
0: (laughs) i think an ideal three bridges is great we've actually never been there we've We've never been we've seen it we've seen it but i can imagine that we would like it because it's outdoors (laughs) and it's on the water yeah um but you can just bounce back between there and what is that the dahlia up in the top yeah yeah
2: oh yeah
0: night. But I speaking of this, Catherine, now I have plans tomorrow. We've been trying to figure out the Titans play on Thursday night football tomorrow night. Like, where do we want to watch the game? are Point. Perfect. Oh.
3: So and so how are you going to get there? That's, That's a, great a great
2: question. question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we might make a whispering canyon and then move it and be bad. Because <laughs> I've yeah. heard
3: you say on your podcast that you were hesitant to do that, but I mean, I don't think it's necessarily bad.
1: Yeah, but you're in a big rain. now, so couldn't you park at the park and then take a bus?
0: You just couldn't get back there because the um, park's closed so early. Oh, uh,
3: that's true. Disney Springs, you there you go. The <laughs> yeah, well, park at Disney Springs, and that's also bad. So outside a resort <laughs> I think we'll probably spend our most time honestly at Disney Springs oh, we'll yeah. definitely spend a lot of time there
1: Disney Springs is probably our favorite place
3: we go there for if we stay there a week we're there four or five times yeah
0: speaking yeah. of which did you know what okay what's your favorite bar at Disney Springs
1: that favorite bar um, probably hangar bar yeah
2: that <laughs> that is Brendan's favorite place yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a Christmas overlay, so we plan to spend a lot of time there in the oh. future. So we might need to add that into our trip
1: We might December. have to
3: go to Hanger Bar. So <laughs> our, our, our favorite spots, the ones that we have to go to every single time, we always have to at least jump into Earl of Sandwich and get a holiday turkey sandwich. Mm-hmm. We always have to go to Polite Pig. Um, I always get the Five Points IPA and we always get a hop salt, salt pretzel and mm-hmm. a couple other things. And then... Hanger bar um, is always on there
0: as well.
1: Usually Boathouse, but I don't think we have enough time in our four-day yeah, vacation right. <laughs> or enough stomach space.
0: <laughs> right. It's interesting that Polite Pig, I mean, because Tennessee is big on barbecue. Oklahoma is big on barbecue and I'm mm-hmm. sure you get some Texas-style barbecue up there as well. Yep. Polite Pig kind of holds its own. compared. Oh, to it all does. I
1: think. It's mm-hmm. good. It is good.
0: A yep. deal. It's a good vibe. I was surprised. The first time we went, it's like, there's no way this will be as good as stuff at home. But it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. 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 I will say, we're not going to name any names. We're not going to take any businesses down. But we did try like the pinnacle Orlando local barbecue spot not great
1: it was not oh really okay off the record you'll have to tell us what that is so we not <laughs> go
3: there <laughs> so i just joined a foodie facebook group and i've just been perusing these posts through there <laughs> it is amazing an orlando foodie facebook group i it the comparison between tulsa and orlando is just not even close yeah yeah um,
0: it's been fantastic so far. The one thing we're still looking for, we ask our listeners every week. Nobody's taking us up on the option, <laughs> offer yet. We need some good Nashville hot chicken. That's uh, the only thing we're missing. It's, it's a tough one to find. Teams
3: yeah so we went to we did a road trip in lieu of our europe trip we did a road trip um went all over the place but we went to boulder and they had a fantastic little bar and they that's what they served was i mean they had regular fried chicken too but they were famous for their what's that place called
1: post was it the post Post
3: brewing company Yeah.
1: yes and it was hands down the best fried chicken i've ever had in my life yeah it was amazing. Usually, I'm the one that like just want like I want the bread and I'll eat some of the fried chicken because fried chicken's like meh, okay. But this, I was like, I don't even care about the bread. I want more of that fried chicken.
0: <laughs> it
3: was so good,
0: it's super good. Yeah, and we're going back to Nashville for Christmas, and I think Catherine's going to try to visit hot chicken places twice, maybe every day.
2: Yeah, for <laughs> like my Christmas meal, hot chicken, please. <laughs> You're like, it's okay. You don't have to cook, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The one biggest thing before anybody suggests anything to us, if they put honey on it, just get out.
2: It's not hot chicken. <laughs>
0: that the the only... place puts honey on it? Yeah. So there's a place in Orlando that serves Nashville hot chicken and they get almost everything right, but they put honey on it and, and it makes it sweet. <laughs> Can you just ask them to not put the honey on it? Yeah. Uh, Excuse I mean. me,
2: change your recipe because this is not right. <laughs> <laughs> we're from that. No good.
3: <laughs> so it's not like it's not like they're drizzling on it, like drizzling it on right before they hand it to you, like it's baked in it or it's part of the sauce. I
0: think so. Well, yeah. Now this know. is a Nashville Hot Chicken podcast. We're, we're <laughs> pivoting. But the what makes Nashville hot chicken what it is, is that it sounds really nasty. So I'm sorry if this ruins it for anybody. After you fry it, you then take the oil that you fried it in add cayenne to that and then pour that back on top of the chicken. Huh. So they're adding honey at that step.
3: Okay. Uh, okay. See, I did not know that. I thought they were just like taking one of those little bear squeeze bottles and just drizzling it. I'm like, just them
0: stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: put the honey on <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't do that. <laughs> no, I think that's what KFC does. but <laughs> Can't do KFC. Uh uh-uh. uh-uh.
1: No KFC for me.
0: Well, that was a fantastic fast pass round. We thank you so much for letting our listeners more, learn more about your Disney fandom. Last thing, if you can remind our listeners where they can connect with you online.
1: Absolutely. So we are Addicted to the Mouse. Uh, Then we have the podcast. You can find us at the website as well and all social media. And then um, Fantastical Vacations is the travel agency. So uh, same thing. We are Fantastical Vacations on Instagram, Facebook, and the uh, website.
0: Perfect. So of course we'll put the links to all those down in the show notes below. And then our parting question for you guys is if you have one piece of advice that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this Disney community and start their own project, maybe it's a business, maybe it's a podcast, whatever it might be, what would be your advice to that person?
3: So I think the biggest thing um, that we have done that has really helped us is just being consistent. Obviously, you have to have a good product. Like Your content needs to be good, needs to be interesting, something that somebody wants to listen to. But just the fact that a listener can get in their favorite podcast app and reliably see your stuff at the same time every single week, week in, week out. And yeah, it's going to be... You know, hard sometimes and life comes up, but just figure out how to schedule that content in there. You can schedule it weeks in advance, it doesn't matter. Um, But being consistent with whatever kind of content you do has been huge for us.
2: I think that's really underrated advice. You know, I think there's something to be said for that consistency and then also just getting in that habit because I feel like that's helped us too, just making sure that we carve out that time you know consistently so that we don't just let it fall aside i think that's really great advice yeah yep
0: well awesome so we thank you guys so much we'd have so su- we've had such a blast chatting with you today us too yeah for sure <laughs> thanks for having us on absolutely
2: For listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show.
0: Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit detour